Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 28. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the podcast devoted to answering all of your questions about having a virtual assistant, how to become more effective in your day-to-day business life by delegating tasks to other people so that you can do the work that you're best at doing. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what the show is about. So hey, uh, and of course, when uh, there are not a lot of questions coming my way, of course, what you get are either my journey, little updates about things that are going on in my own life and my own use of a virtual assistant, or you will get occasionally some kind of uh, you know interview or something of that nature. And of course, I want to let you know, you can be in control of what content uh, happens on the virtual assistant podcast. All you need to do is give us a call. Any time of day, day or night, um, you can give us a call on the voicemail feedback hotline. That phone number is 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. I'll say that number again at the end of the show just in case you want to go run and grab a pen. But uh, anyway, uh, I want to give you a little bit of an update. Now, before I give you an update on the topics that I shared last week, I want to tell you about a special webinar that I am getting ready to do. Uh, This is going to be on Saturday, November 6th. It's going to be in the morning. You can get the exact date and time and all that good stuff over at podcastanswerman.com slash thesis training. Now, for those of you who are listening and you happen to be a virtual assistant, Uh, then uh, you may want to listen to this. And if you happen to be somebody who has a virtual assistant and you've been thinking about creating a WordPress blog and you don't want your blog just to look like everybody else's WordPress blog, uh, then I might encourage you to check out the thesis theme. Uh, Now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to have a 90-minute webinar where I will demonstrate step-by-step everything that I do to take a default WordPress theme and turn it into something that looks like either podcastanswerman.com or virtualassistantpodcast.com. And of course, anybody who signs up for this webinar, even if you cannot attend it live, uh, go ahead and sign up as if you were going to attend live. And what will happen is within one week of the webinar, I will make the video uh, of that uh, session available. So go check it out. And by the way, I am doing a test that I have never done before. I'm actually going to try a $39 webinar. Now, normally I get charged, I I get paid about $150 an hour for my consulting services. And my training products up to this point has been, have always been somewhere between $100 to $150. Never had a problem selling out at my uh, go-to meeting levels, which is, you know, limiting me to 25 people in the, uh, in the sessions. And I kind of have always liked the idea of having those small, uh, webinars uh, and and such, but I've decided to take some advice from some people out there, or not necessarily some advice, but answer some people who have been asking us like, "Gosh, Cliff, I really would love this, but I can't afford that." Man, if you ever do anything at you know this price range, then uh, you know I definitely go for that. So here's what I've done: I signed up for a 90 day trial membership for free of GoToWebinar, which immediately lets me have up to 100 people. And I've decided to see how many people would show up if I charged only 
$39 for the webinar. So $39, this is what it's all about. Now, thesis is a premium theme, uh, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's absolutely worth what you would pay for the theme itself. And um, I can tell you right now, a lot of people have been hiring me uh, for $150 an hour to actually can to to use Thesis to uh, set up their website. And so uh, here is an opportunity where you can come and learn how I do it step by step. And you'll have a video that you can take with you and watch over and over again. So if you're interested in that, go to podcastanswerman.com slash thesis training. That's T-H-E-S-I-S training. And that's also going to have a link to that in uh, episode 28 over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. All right. So last week, I told you how excited it was. It was, it was the, I, I think the episode was titled, uh, Just Buy the Stinking Software for Your Virtual Assistant. Right? So that's what that's what yes, last week was uh, titled. And so I had scheduled my appointment with my virtual assistant. Actually, I should say my virtual assistant, Andrea, scheduled an appointment with me so that I could train her on Adobe Audition so that she could do the post-production. The idea, real quick, was that I was going to record my episodes and instead of doing what I normally do, which is, um, you know, process, you know, pull the file off, rename the file, process the file using Adobe Audition, and then um, going in and uh, uh, processing it, then tagging the file, and then uploading it to Lipson, and then I would just give her the link to let her post it on the site. Um, I was actually going to just drag the file over, put it in Dropbox. It was going to sync up to the Dropbox servers, immediately sync back down to her to her computer. She would then do the pro- processing, and then of course she would do all the all the work. And so basically for me, it's just I hit stop on the recorder and drag it over, and boom, I am finished. Now, ran into a snag, ran into a pretty big snag, and one that um, is something that I think is worthy of speaking about, especially sharing my journey, because here's the thing. You may get to the point where you have the most awesome virtual assistant in the world, although I will tell you that it is not possible because I have the most awesome virtual assistant in the world. So you can't have Andrea unless you already have Andrea. But uh, if you already have Andrea, then you already know that. So we share the most awesome virtual assistant in the world. But here's the situation. I have, in my mind, the most awesome virtual assistant in the world. And she does an amazing job for me. The only thing is, though, is that she actually has a couple technical limitations that would keep her from sometimes doing some of the work that I might like to um, to to um, delegate to her. So here's the issue. My virtual assistant, she is in Missouri, and she does not have access to high-speed broadband internet access like most of us might be used to. Uh, for example, she, she does not have access to DSL, which would give her a good solid, you know, 1.5 megs down and a good, you know, 600k up uh, on a on a bad day, and and maybe a little bit better on a good day. Uh, she does not have cable internet access, which could allow you. I mean, gosh, there are days I get 12 megabytes per second down and a good solid three or four megabytes per second up. I actually have both of those. I have DSL and uh, cable internet access here. and uh, But she does not have that. And the, her options, because of where she lives for internet broadband connection, would be uh, satellite, uh, which basically would give her 
probably about a megabyte per second down, but the upload speeds are atrocious and there's huge latency. And literally, to be honest with you, it's it's not um, it's not worth checking out. By the way, Bill is in the chat room asking how much does it cost for the thesis theme. And if you go to gspn.tv slash thesis, T-H-E-S-I-S, gspn.tv slash thesis, that is a affiliate link, by the way, and I do get a commission if you actually purchase after buying through that site. I think it's like 80 some odd dollars for a to use it on one site, and I think it's like $164 for a developer option, which allows you to use that theme as many times as you want, over and over again, and I have lots of sites, so I have the developer option. But anyway, go check it out, gspn.tv slash thesis. Anyway, moving back to my thing here. Now, her she does not have, uh, or I'm sorry, the upload speeds on satellite internet connectivity is extremely slow. slow. You might as well have dial-up. And I think back in the old days, they used to use dial-up for the upload uh, for satellite-connected people. But I think they may have changed that technology. It's still very high latency, and the upload speeds are just not what they would need to be to do anything worthwhile. Now, what Andrea has is she has this thing called line of sight internet connectivity. Line of sight. And basically what they do is they have an ISP that maybe sets a, a big tower up on a hill or something like that with a big antenna and they they are able to broadcast, you know, they basically have, you know, high-speed broadband internet access all the way out to that point and then they send it out on a big high-power signal but it can only go within a couple miles and it has to be line of sight. So her house has to actually be have an antenna that is pointed directly at their t- antenna. That's what this thing, that's how it works. Now, I will tell you that her high speed, her I, I don't want to call it high speed, although it is, it, it's, it's faster than dial-up. Um, her connectivity is fast enough to do a Skype conversation back and forth, although you really can't be doing, she cannot be doing anything other than Skype to have a good Skype internet conversation. Uh, we have we have successfully done several go-to meeting sessions where I actually either see her software and I can actually, I've done things where I've helped her configure software on our computer. She's actually watched, you know, me demonstrate things on my computer, how I do things. So we've had successful go-to meetings. Uh, there's a little bit of a delay from you know the refresh rate on the screen because of the internet broadband connection, but it it her bro- her line of sight connection is good enough for that. However, we did a speed test on her system, and uh, she runs right about uh, about 600 kilobytes per second down, and somewhere close to 200 to 300 kilobytes per second up is all that she's getting. Now, what this means is for her to download Adobe Audition 3.0 from the website from Adobe, it would have taken somewhere close to six or seven days. Six or seven days to download this thing because it's like 4.6, you know, it's some amazingly high number as far as, it's in the gigs, I think, to download this file. So, um... It would have taken her days to download it. it. At least that's that was my initial thought is is that this is just not going to happen today. And not only that, but I realized that if I had her downloading this all day, which she would have been more than happy to do, I realized that that would have completely sucked up all of our bandwidth. She wouldn't be able to do hardly anything. I mean, browsing the web, 
would have been extremely painful uh, because of slow page loads as she was downloading that. And then I got to thinking, it's like, wait a second, this isn't just the one-time deal. If I'm sitting here sending her, you know, eight 50 megabyte files all day long, then I'm going to be chewing up all of her bandwidth. And that's going to keep her from doing productive, other productive work for her, for my, for me and for her other clients. And I'm like, I can't do this. So what I ran into with my virtual assistant is a major limitation to the amount and style and type of work that I can uh, delegate to Andrea because she has a technical limitation. Now, you know, it's not that, you know, getting a faster computer is going to help, although, um, you know, you, you may want to find out when you're talking to your virtual assistant, when you're interviewing your virtual assistant, asking them what kind of hardware do they have and and asking them what their internet speeds are. These may be good things to know about your virtual assistant before you decide to make a decision to hire them. Now, I want to tell you right now, I'm very thankful that those thoughts never came to me when I hired Andrea because I... I, you know, yeah, this is a limitation. Am I going to be able to farm out my post-production work as I outline, you know, that I laid out in episode 27 last week? No, I am not going to be able to use Andrea to do that. But that's okay. It's It, it really is okay. And, and why is it okay? Because Andrea has so many other valuable skills and so many other things that she does so well that the fact that she can't do that for me, is not a deal breaker. There, I have plenty of things to keep Andrea busy, and she does lots of wonderful things for me. Today, I will tell you that we are still making use of the Google Docs uh, for our show notes, just like I mentioned last week, and uh, I will tell you right now, I recorded Help I Got a Mac, and by the time I was done with Social Media Serenity, the first episode was already online. Help I Got a Mac was online. By the time I went into my next show, Social Media Serenity was already online. Uh, Biggest Loser and Business Tech Weekly, I think those are going online right now, as well as uh, Family from the Heart. So here's the deal. I'm recording Virtual Assistant Podcast, and as soon as I'm done with this, within about 10, 15 minutes after this is finished recording, it probably will be online, or at least within... 40 minutes to an hour. And so this new process that I put into place already last week where she's already got access to the show notes she's and I'm just doing my simple post-production work, it's totally working out. Now, I just want to let you know, sometimes plan A gets foiled and sometimes you just have to rely on plan B. And sometimes, depending on the technical limitations of what your virtual assistant has to work with, you may or may not be able to delegate certain tasks to them. But don't lose hope. There is hope. And in fact, um, I've been telling you for a while that, you know, I, and and my, by the way, let me just say this real quick. We're 15 minutes in. This podcast is sponsored by Contemporary VA. uh, And I am so thankful to them for allowing me to come here each week, paying me to be able to spend this time sharing my journey with you. Contemporary VA is the firm that uh, basically is employing my virtual assistant, Andrea, and I love Contemporary VA. And in fact, chances are I might be able, I could possibly even talk to them and say, hey, you know, is there somebody else in Contemporary VA that could do the, you know, XYZ task for me? You know, but to be honest with you, 
One of the things that I love about Contemporary VA is that I am not locked into only promoting their services here. And today I'm going to be sharing with you a 22-minute interview that I did with a friend of mine and a client, uh, one of my podcast consulting clients, Dean Soto. And I learned a lot about uh, some of the things that he's doing with virtual assistants. I'm going to share with you in just a few minutes. But uh, I'll tell you what, I may be interested in finding out if I can maybe pick up a full-time VA 40 hours a week at a very low cost, but at a very co- good cost. I I'm, I still haven't made that decision, but I want to tell you, I'm thinking about that possibility. Thinking about that possibility. Definitely, I'd say there's about a 40% chance that I may follow through with hiring a full-time VA from the Philippines. 40% chance. So obviously, I'm not like ready to make that decision right away. But if I did that, I would not reduce the number of hours that I have with Andrea. It would only be in addition to what I already have with her. And the cool thing is, is I already know, I already know that uh, Andrea would be willing to help me manage, you know, the different tasks and and keep track of of the work that 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 employee would do for me, that virtual employee. So uh, here I am, folks. I am now October twenty first. I am ten and a half months into having experienced virtual assistance for the very first time, and I'm already considering hiring a second virtual assistant and possibly hiring one full-time from the Philippines. Now, that is a huge stretch that I never dreamed possible, even when I first started this podcast. So, with that being said, I am now going to turn over to this interview that I did with Dean Soto, and I'll come back after after this. So here you go. Well, folks, I have on the line with me right now, Dean Soto, and he runs a, I guess, blog and podcast called, um, what is it? So Totally Business. Tell us about this, Dean. So Totally Business Savvy. So Totally Business Savvy. Tell us uh, about your podcast and what it's about. Why why are you out there uh, talking to the world about your passion? Um, well, basically, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm podcasting because of you. I bought, uh, uh, bought just under $2,000 worth of equipment um, because I, I wanted to be able to help people who were kind of in my situation. Um, I'm only, I, I, I work full time and I also have a side business. And for the first six months of my side business, I made probably about $300. And I basically had to do something. I had to do something very quickly, learn how to sell, learn how to actually do business. And within a couple months, I was uh, up and running and making significantly more. And I wanted to share that with people who were in my same situation. So I thought podcasting, blogging, and so on was, uh, was the best way to do that. Excellent. And so the, we're going to talk about your experience with a virtual assistant and why we have you on here. But uh, I'd love to hear uh, just real quickly for those that are out there, um, how has podcasting uh, helped you at all? I mean, has it I mean, has it brought you any extra business or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In ways that I didn't even expect. Um, you know, I, pod- I started podcasting just because, like I said, I wanted to help people. But one of the things I do is business consulting and I also do web development and the web development side of my business is actually where my virtual assistants come in. Um, and w- with a couple of my clients, but one in particular, one, one client, he, he is, he is a CEO of a, a wholesale memory company, company, very tech 
uh, oriented company. And um, he is very well connected and uh, very well respected in Orange County as well. And so what, um, when he actually, when we talked, I got introduced from someone who I knew in social media. When we talked, he said, I need a developer, but more than that, I need someone who can do some public speaking once this site you make for my organization goes up because I want people to be able to use it. I want people to know what it can do and so on. So someone, you have to be able to do some public speaking. Are you able to do that? And all I had to say was, absolutely, I have a podcast. You can check it out. Here's the link. Give him the link. He went and checked out the podcast, and I was hired the next day. That is so, awesome. Yeah, so just off of that, I made a couple of thousands of dollars um, off of the <laughs> indirectly through the podcast. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We know that uh, podcasting is cool and that it does benefit our businesses, but one of the things that I found interesting is that uh, you also have some experience uh, using um, the services of virtual assistants. And whereas I have one virtual assistant, I find it completely intriguing the, to know that you have four. I have four, and I'm hiring one this week. Um, so I'll have five at the end of this week. Well, first of all, what is your business? Um, so my business, I actually have a multiple streams of income, but the, uh, the main business that I have right now, it has been, which is funny. Um, it went from home IT repair to business IT consulting to business technology consulting. And now it's more on, on web development. It's been going that direction. And, um, I'm not a web guy. All I do is, uh, I like WordPress. I know Drupal. I know a couple other. I've dabbled in a couple other things, but uh, what I what I've been doing for actually quite a while. I, I did a couple of sites for myself and for social media uh, social networking venture that I had last year. Um, but I hire out uh, my virtual assistants to build and to do projects and to build these websites for me and now for my clients. So I'm not necessarily doing the work, but they are, um, they're doing the work. I do the selling and I do, I'm basically the CEO of my business. So basically let's just say, um, you come across somebody out there who needs a website and they want to launch something that looks really nice. Uh, it doesn't look like your typical WordPress blog or whatever, but they, they want something that looks nice and custom and, uh, they hire you, pay you X, you know, whatever you arrange. And then you hire that work out to your virtual assistant's uh, to, to do the work for you. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have, a, I have a couple, um, I, I, de depending on the work depending on how complex it is. Um, I have, like I said, I, I have five that work for me right now, five virtual assistants. They're all from the Philippines. Um, three of those do content for me. Two of them are web developers. And, um, cause I have other side stuff too as well. Um, so if it's complex, it's, if it's really, really complex, I actually do not use them. I'll use someone from uh, a company that I've worked with in the past in India and, uh, I'll use them. But if it's something like a WordPress template uh, that needs to be done, a customized one, I will hire my, I'll just have one of my guys do it. Um, it takes maybe about a week for them to, to finish that. And it doesn't cost me any more than what I've been paying them monthly. So let me ask you now, do you have, when you say you have these virtual assistants, do you pay for them on a monthly basis or are they on retainer? What's going um, on there? 
Yeah, I, I pay for them on a biweekly basis. Um, that's something that we agree to in the beginning. Um, most, most of the time, I just say that's the way I'll do it because, um, you know, in the Philippines, there's a lot of unemployment and, um, and uh, basically they get a lot of people who say, okay, can you do this job for me? Um, and they end up not paying them. And oh. So I try and do the biweekly type stuff to just so they can um, they can expect to have a paycheck. They don't do tons of work for me, and then uh, uh, you know feared not getting paid and so on. So I, I do the biweekly thing, and each one of them costs me probably you know. And they're really really talented. I actually have uh, I mean every single one uh, speaks well. One speaks decent English. The others are just perfect. You wouldn't even be able to tell if they um, that they were in the Philippines and. Uh, they run me anywhere between 250 a month to uh, the highest paid one is 360 a month. Okay, so so you you do have them on a monthly basis. Now, how long have you been working with these people? Um, these ones I've been working for two months now. The Indian group um, that I've been working with, I've always had a virtual assistant. Um, so um, uh, I've had multiple virtual virtual assistants throughout the, the months, but I don't think there's really been a month where I haven't had one. Um, but uh, so oh, these ones for about two months and just for the last two years almost, I've been working with virtual assistants. Great. So I guess the question I have is, is you know, this. I think you have most of yours through the Philippines and I've heard a lot about internet connectivity issues and stuff like that. How do you, how do you get around that? Um. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And it, when when I first started going uh, w- uh, with some providers in the Philippines, that was something that I wasn't quite used to. Uh, there's two ways to get, get around it. Um, first is to not worry about it and expect that there's going to be power outages and um, just prepare. Uh, don't give anything that's time sensitive to them. I don't um, typically, for the stuff that I do, I pack add for my clients a couple of days or a couple of weeks and uh, j- just so they, they they're not expecting something sooner and uh, when an emergency happens so that's the first thing especially since the price is nominal you, the great thing about the philippines is that the culture there is you know if they cannot get in, on the internet you and say it's a friday they will say uh, uh, you know i'm sorry sir i wasn't able to get on the on the internet i will work Saturday for you. I'll work Sunday for you. I'll work whatever. And normally I tell them, no, don't worry about it because, you know, it's not, I mean, the price is nominal, but the culture there is one that really, they really want to do good work for you. So that's one. The second is that um, you can, you can start by finding um, people and it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but people in Manila or in a more in the city, uh, you can definitely, see the the price difference even though it's not i mean by our standards it might be you know 50 percent it might be 50 percent more but i mean that's the difference between 300 and 250 so it's not that bad and big of a deal so get someone in the the city you'll have a better internet connection now how did you go about finding your virtual assistants um a couple of ways there was i i went through odesk which that's elance and odesk is where i first started off um, with everything that I've done, uh, virtual assistant wise. Uh, so the first place I went to was Elance and it's great, uh, to go there, but you're, you're going to find that, especially if you're dealing with companies, 
that you can't leverage. Say you have a project and it goes for three months and you're done with the project. The next project you do, they might give you someone who you've never worked before. They might give you a team that you've never worked with before. So you don't get to leverage the knowledge that the both of you have gained in the relationship. Uh, so Elance and then Odesk is kind of the same way. Uh, they tend to be a little bit more expensive, especially in the Philippines. They're about four times more expensive. The place that I went to to find my uh, virtual assistants is a place called onlinejobs.ph. And it's a site run by Filipinos that uh, it's all Filipinos who want to work remotely. So every single person on there wants to work remotely. The, the job isn't like a job board where uh, for local local jobs or anything. They want to work for Americans and uh, they, they, it, they have it sorted by different skill levels and skill sets and so on. And they have their pricing on there and, and so on. And uh, that one you actually have to pay for. I, I found it to be valuable. The other way that you can do it is just going on Twitter, going on Twitter or, uh, uh, and shooting out um, some things with the hashtag VA or um, searching on search.twitter.com for virtual assistants uh, in the Philippines and so on. You'll, you'll find people who are looking because they're hip. Uh, they're hip on uh, social media for the most part. Um, and you'll, you'll find, find them pretty easily there. And then you can just talk to them and ask them you know, what their rate is there. So you have, uh, let's see, you're paying somewhere between 250 to $350 for each of your VAs that are working for you. Are they working 40 hours a week? They are working 40 hours a week. So these people are, are pretty much there when you need them to do all of these different things. Now, I mean, I, are you keeping them busy 40 hours a week? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That was actually my, my Achilles heel when I first started off. Because when I first started off with virtual assistants, I didn't have a side business. And so it was really hard to, you know, because I used them predominantly just to save time. But, you know, in your situation, I would find it valuable because, you know, you're, you're booked all the time uh, in, your, in your business. But for me, for uh, where I'm at right now, um, the most important thing is how can I leverage them to make money, to actually start generating income and so on, um, so I can move out and do the things that I want to do and, and, and love. So um, the way that I do it is, you know, I, I had, you, you have to have a plan. You can't just... You know, you you and I both read the four hour work week, uh-huh. and um, you know his, his, right, his Tim Ferriss's uh, thing was to just hire someone just so you can get used to commanding someone and so on, which is I don't like the way he says it, but um, I I mean yes, it's it's that's true in a sense, but if you, you don't have a plan for that person, then you're you're not going to have enough work for him, and you're going to be wasting your money, um, and that's just the way it is. But I actually knew the, what I want to do. I wanted. I have an ebook being written right now. I have. Um, I have sites that um, for myself and for my clients. Um, actually, my my main site prosulum.com, I'm going to change. And actually, your listeners are going to be the first ones to know this. I'm actually going to change it to a site called youcanworkless.com. Oh, I like that. And um, yeah, <laughs> I was surprised it wasn't taken the domain name, which is fantastic. Um, and so, uh, so I have them doing a whole lot of stuff. I have them doing AdWords for me that, uh, to sell affiliate stuff. I have them, uh, creating affiliate sites, review sites. I have 
all this stuff. And I use um, I don't I use a project management tool called ManyMoon that hooks into Google Apps, and I have all their tasks up there. They t- sometimes they don't even need to ask me what they need to be done what needs to be done because all their tasks are already on there. What say this service again? What is it called? ManyMoon. Many moon, like many, uh, like um, there are many moons. All right. um, so many moon, it's it's basically like Basecamp by Thirty Seven Signals, but uh, it it the the thing that I like about it, I'm a Google Apps fiend, uh-huh. and I I love the fact that it hooks right into Google Apps. You you can create tasks and so on from your Gmail, um, and and it uh, it it's it's great because when because another revenue stream, like I had mentioned, was that I have uh, client sites that are being put up by my guys, and my clients can see what's going on. They get updated. They can ask questions and so on of my guys who speak really, really good English, and they have American names like Ryan and Michelle and Lisette and so on. Um, and so they they see real in real time what's going on. Excellent. I've I've not, you know, I I went down to Pod or no Bar Camp Nashville just uh, this past weekend, and um, I heard I heard three people say the name Many Moon, and I had not heard of it until this weekend. And now you're telling me you're using it. Uh, what's What's Many Moon run you as far as cost? Um, I always buy yearly, uh, and so I think it was about two hundred and sixty a year, um, and, and that's for unlimited projects. That's for unlimited users, um, and I, th- I think uh, twenty gigabytes worth of storage, which I haven't even come close to using that. So um, I-, I highly recommend it. It's very, very, very good, um, and I-, I haven't had any problems. There- there's a slight lear- learning curve, but what I do with my VAs is um, uh, right when I got it, they have training videos. I said put on a task there that said uh, that had a link on it that said go watch these training videos, and that's it. Right. Well, uh, this is interesting, and this is a project management tool. Project management tool, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's not it's not like a, a it's not a complex one, but it, you know, you can put on tasks, you can track time, you can do a whole host of stuff stuff that you that uh, that you would need for a project. Excellent. And do they have an affiliate so that uh, people you can when you refer people to it that you get a commission? You know what? I don't think so. I've been looking for one, and uh, I don't think they have one up yet, unfortunately. I wish, or else I would. You should have your VA contact them and see if they have anything that's not, uh, that's not published. Uh, you are, uh, I, need a, I need to start thinking. That's the only thing that I haven't got. You are getting to the mindset of, hey, why don't you have your VA do that? I, uh, <laughs> I still do a lot of stuff myself. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I still struggle with that. I mean, I just, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, uh, 40 hours a month looks, you know, or 40 hours a week looks extremely tra- attractive. And uh, certainly, you know, I, I've been thinking about broadening my horizons of, of, of having a virtual assistant. Now, if anybody's asking, no, uh, Andrea's not <laughs> in any danger of losing her place. Cause I'll tell you what, you can't, you cannot, no you cannot replace Andrea. <laughs> but absolutely not but andrea would certainly be great at at helping me to manage you know an additional staff of uh at, at least starting out with one so I, I might try this out so so i love this idea so you you actually hired a virtual assistant you you, you hired somebody you went ahead and hired them for 40 hours a week meaning you've got a full-time virtual employee that's working for you 
Mm-hmm. And you have no idea what to give them yet, but now you're just like, do, now do you ever give them the task of okay, now I need you to find thing, I need you to research ways that you can generate money for my business. Um, actually, yeah, with my uh, the four of the people that I have, um, the well, one, uh, yeah, four of the uh, four of them that I have, um, probably probably wouldn't be good at that. Um, but I have one, and uh, his name is Ryan, and he is he is just uh, he has a mindset of you know he wants to take on over the world and uh which is great um because he's already i mean even without me asking he he comes up and says hey well why don't we try this why don't you try this why don't you try this and so yeah absolutely with him um i've been i've been doing that and the others that you know um like i said the culture is you know we want we want to do really good work for you um they're not in the business of uh they're not wanting to make business decisions um, so it's very hard to find people like that in the Philippines. Well, let me ask you, is it, I mean, you've got Ryan. So, so my question is, what, what is it that holds a Ryan back from seeing, some, you know, working with somebody like yourself or myself who sees what we're doing? And I mean, what, what holds them back from like making, you know, 18 times what they're making, you know, just doing it on their own? <laughs> great, great question. Um, the... Uh, there's two part. One, for what what they're getting paid is actually really really good, especially if they're in the countryside. Um, you know, what I pay Ryan, which is about three sixty, uh, three fifty to three sixty, uh, is about mid level manager um, for someone here in say Los Angeles, and so he's he's fine with it. Um, he the other reason is because. Because the culture there is not an entrepreneurial culture, mm-hmm. um, he he's kind of an exception. But you know, entrepreneurialism is almost looked down upon there. Um, and uh, even the ones who are entrepreneurial will not will not do like stab you in the back and will not do uh, something to betray you or anything like that. Um, and a lot of pe- people find that very very even myself very very. Um, hard to accept because in American culture, that's almost the norm is, you know, you teach me and then I'm going to go out and do it myself and totally forget about you or even hurt you in the process. Right. Um, but, uh, but, uh, when I hired Ryan, that's what I, that's kind of like what I thought was going to happen just because that's our culture. But every time he's come up with something, it's always for the benefit of, of my business and so on, which is fantastic. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, Dean. This has been a very insightful conversation. I appreciate this. I, 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 you're. This is not the. This is not the first time I've heard somebody say, you know, hey, you know, forty hours a week. It, you know, it's just an extra three hundred and fifty dollars to the bottom mm-hmm. line. And and to have somebody that has some. I mean, you can find somebody with some. Looks to me, I, j- I just looked at that site that you had, um, that you told me about. Although now I need to know what it is because I I lost it. What was that site you w- told me? Dot ph. <laughs> Onlinejobs.ph. Okay. On, yeah. Okay. So onlinejobs.ph. I might go and find me a VA for for you know forty hours a week, uh, yeah. and then and put Andrea in charge of uh, of of managing this new employee and, and keeping in, in charge of that. And then of course uh, I may head over to Many Moon and check out that service and, and stuff like this. But I, I yeah, you've inspired me, and so I thank you uh, for doing that. And I no look problem. forward to no problem. Maybe talking with you again in the future to see what other new services and tools and, and tips that you have uh, in this whole virtual assistant world. 
<laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to leverage things. Um, you know, any talents you have is uh, just delegated to someone else. Like I said, with web development, um, I probably spent, you know, on some of my projects, I spend just as long as a, a day, maybe of two emails a day to my guys. And that's about it. And then a couple, maybe an hour or so selling to my client. That's about it. So, yeah, that's great stuff. Well, uh, Dean, if somebody wanted to uh, contact you, I guess that uh, how long before you can work for less uh, or I'm sorry, you can work less dot com. How long before that goes live? That'll be at the end of November. But uh, until then, they can go to uh, P-R-O-S-U-L-U-M dot com. That's prosulum dot com or just my uh, my podcast. So totally business savvy. All right. So there you go, folks. And of course, there'll be links to that in the show notes. Dean, thank you once again. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. (laughs) No problem. See you, Cliff. All right, my friends, there you go. Another wonderful interview here on the Virtual Assistant Podcast. I hope that you found it as insightful as I did. And now you can see why I went from zero possibility of hiring a full-time virtual assistant in the Philippines to now a 40% chance of me doing so. Anyway, uh, folks, uh, Dean actually interviewed me for his podcast. Um, You can check out the link to that in the show notes. Just head over to virtualassistantpodcast.com and look for episode number 28. And you'll see a link to Dean's website. Of course, um, you know, I'll talk about Many Moon when I have a little bit more um, uh, time to play around with it. I'm not totally impressed with it at first sight, but... Who knows? It might grow on me. We'll see. Anyway, God bless you all, and we'll talk to you again next week. And until next time, delegate something to somebody else. Delegate something to somebody else.